Have you ever cried into your pillow out of desperation when yet another migraine attack snuck up on you and ruined your day? I have, and if you have too, I can truly empathize. As a psychotherapist and coach who helps people heal from chronic pain, I draw on many teachings from books and courses by experts in the field, but my greatest teacher by far has been my own journey of healing from chronic migraine. I hope that my story invites you to imagine what healing from chronic pain could look like for you. Hey there, I'm Anna Holtzman, and this is From Chronic Pain to Passion. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and coach who helps passionate creatives like you learn how to heal from chronic pain and other symptoms so you can reclaim your energy and live the creative life of your dreams. In my past life, I was a disillusioned video editor working in reality TV and struggling with chronic migraine for over 10 years. But after I discovered the mind-body methods that I'll share with you on this podcast, I recovered from the chronic cycle and got back my creative spark. And I want that for you too. So let's get into it. So today I'm going to tell my story of healing from chronic migraine, and I'm going to tell this story in chapters, starting with chapter one, pain is a message. I struggled with migraine for over 10 years. The attacks started as a once in a while thing, but by 10 years in, They were happening one to three times per week, and it became a major interference with work, life, and frankly, my sanity. When it first began, I was working a high-pressure job in reality TV, and I could tell right away that my headaches were related to stress. By the time they reached their worst, I'd already left TV and I was in graduate school studying to become a therapist. I was studying trauma, and I was well aware of the mind-body connection, but somehow I couldn't seem to make a dent in the migraine attacks. I was almost running out of my prescription painkillers each month, and I was really at my wit's end. One day, when I was feeling desperate, I went on Google, and I stumbled across an app called Curable, which, by the way, I highly recommend. I would not normally have thought that an app could help me with migraine attacks, but as I said, I was desperate at the time, and in retrospect, I'm really grateful that I took a chance on it. From the Curable app, I wound up learning something that would start me on a healing path that would eventually lead to the end of my chronic migraine attacks, and that was this. I learned that pain is a danger signal. It's created in the brain when our nervous system feels unsafe. And if we want to turn off the pain signal, we have to help our nervous system feel safe again. So what am I talking about here? Well, sometimes the danger that our nervous system perceives is a physical danger, something like a broken arm. Other times, The nervous system is perceiving something that is an emotional danger, like, for example, a stressful relationship. 
And still other times, the nervous system is perceiving danger that is a learned association. This is something similar to a trauma trigger. And I'll give an example here. So when I was struggling with these frequent migraine attacks, my nervous system had learned to associate bright sunlight with a migraine attack. So my nervous system was perceiving bright sunlight as dangerous. And therefore, that perceived danger was setting off the pain alarm, kind of a vicious cycle type of thing. So that's a little bit about pain as a danger signal. And once I understood that pain is a danger signal, I also was able to understand that in order to turn off the pain signal, we need to help our nervous system feel safe again. Sometimes establishing that felt sense of safety is an inside job. So that could be something like reassuring yourself that you're okay, that something like bright sunlight is not, in fact, dangerous. Other times, establishing safety is an outside job, like, for example, removing yourself from an unhealthy social situation or setting some needed boundaries. And oftentimes, it's a little bit of both. So once I started to make those connections, I was able to learn how to stop fighting or avoiding the pain and instead redirect my attention toward establishing safety. Chapter two, express yourself. As I started putting this knowledge into practice, I very soon began to experience an actual reduction in the frequency, duration, and intensity of migraine attacks, and I was super psyched. But I soon learned that healing is not at all a straight line. It's not a neat and tidy process. And so over the course of a year, I had many breakthroughs and I had many setbacks, and they eventually leveled out into what felt like a bit of a plateau. Then one day, a major setback whacked me over the head. I was on the subway in New York City in the middle of a, an hour-long trip when an intense migraine attack started closing in on me. I felt the dizziness, the nausea. I was scared. And I stumbled out of the train car, got back on another train car going in the other direction and headed back home feeling defeated, frustrated, and honestly kind of hopeless in that moment. But once I gained my bearings, I somehow knew that I needed a new tool in my healing toolkit. I'd been hearing for a while about how some people use expressive writing as a tool for recovering from chronic pain, but for some reason, I had avoided it up until then. So I figured, why not give it a try? I went back onto Google, and that's when I found the work of Nicole Sachs. She's a chronic pain expert. She's a therapist, and she's developed a form of expressive writing called journal speak. Her method involves spilling out your raw, unfiltered emotions on the page every day for 20 minutes. I dove in head first motivated by desperation. And I journaled nearly every day for a year. And believe it or not, it changed my life. In my first year of healing, when I found the Curable app, I had learned that pain is a danger signal. 
And in the second year of my healing journey, when I found the work of Nicole Sachs and began using expressive writing, I learned this, that one, our mind and body can only hold a limited volume of emotional stress and that we need to flush out our excess emotional energy regularly, just like we need to flush out our bowels regularly on a daily basis. And two, I learned that our emotions are a lot like people. They all have something to say. And if we don't listen to them and give them the attention that they need, they will eventually throw a tantrum. And it can be in the form of symptoms that get our attention. So as I continued to journal, the headaches continued to improve. It was not in a straight line. I was still getting headaches on and off. But after a year of daily writing, the full-blown migraine attacks, the ones that would take me out of commission and I'd have to cancel work and other plans, those became a real rarity. I still had more to discover, but I had formed a writing habit that started as a desperate attempt at pain relief, but became over time a beloved tool of self-discovery. Chapter three. All you need is love. My third turning point came when the full-blown migraine attacks had pretty much subsided, but this annoying head tension continued to frustrate me, and I had started to experience it first thing in the morning, almost every morning. One of those days, I woke up with head tension yet again, and I thought to myself, I'm going to stay in bed and just get curious about this head tension until it opens up to me and gives me a clue. So I asked myself, what is it that I'm thinking about each morning when I wake up? And the answer that came back to me was, I'm rattling off lists of everything I failed to get done yesterday. And that's actually translating into me telling myself that I'm a bad person. That's what I was unconsciously doing in my head as soon as I would wake up, was telling myself that I was a bad person with these thoughts. Once I recognized this, the next answer immediately came to me, which was, I needed to replace that message with a different one. And the new message was, I am worthy. All this time, it turned out, I had been sending my nervous system into danger mode with this habitual negative self-talk, and I needed to replace that habit with a new one of loving self-talk. So I went into research mode again, and I found two books that helped me learn how to practice self-love. The first was a book called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem by Nathaniel Brandon. And the second was a book by Louise Hay called You Can Heal Your Life. Both of these books offer concrete practices to retrain your brain into loving self-talk, and I highly recommend them both. Learning to talk to myself lovingly changed everything yet again. As my nervous system began to adjust to and even expect my approval acceptance, and love, my body began to relax another layer of its protective tension. 
These days, even when I do get head tension, which still happens, it's so much softer because I don't get so mad at myself about it. And even when I do get self-critical, which happens because I'm human, I'm much more accepting of that imperfection too. Chapter four, back to life. The final phase of healing from migraine for me was this, accepting that healing isn't perfect and that I don't have to be perfect in order to get back to living my life. I still get head tension more often than I'd like to, and nobody likes getting head tension. But as I've grown more compassionate toward myself and toward my body, those full-blown migraine attacks have completely faded away. I no longer have to miss out on work or life because of headaches. And more than that, I've learned how to listen to my inner voice and let it guide my life choices so much more than I ever used to in the past. As I've grown confident in my relationship between my mind and my body, and as I've integrated all the chronic pain education that's been so useful to me, I've taken all that energy that I used to concentrate into healing from migraine, and I've now redirected it into other areas, like, for example, refining my work-life balance so that it feels good and replenishing to me. I use that energy to dive into creative projects that are meaningful to me, like this podcast, for example. And I use that energy to make space, time, and plans for the things that I like to do just for fun. Healing is very important to me, and it's had a huge impact on my life. And back when my well-being was in crisis, healing had to become the major focus of my life. But while healing will always be an ongoing process for me, part of that journey is recognizing when it's time to bring in more balance and shift my energy back into all those other areas of life that I enjoy and care about, which was the whole point of healing all along. So I hope that my story gives you some ideas, some hints, some inspiration, hope, and courage to imagine what your journey of healing might look like or to continue on the journey that you're already on. Thanks so much for hanging out with me, and I look forward to hanging out again in the next episode. Hey, friends, it's Anna. Let me ask you something. If you're struggling with chronic symptoms, have you ever felt like pulling your hair out and screaming, why the bleep am I still in pain? That's definitely what I was asking earlier on in my recovery, so I can totally empathize and I would love to help you get some clarity. So I've created a quiz just for you that's called, Why the Bleep Am I Still in Pain? And yes, you can take this quiz even if your symptoms are not pain specifically. Just head to my website, annaholtzman.com, and you'll see a big old button there that says take the quiz. So why don't you head there right now before you forget? And if you found this episode helpful, please go rate and review the podcast. That helps other people who are struggling with chronic symptoms too to find the podcast, and I would appreciate it enormously. Thank you for listening. And until next time, take good care.